Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Amon Sheeran's Pirate Radio Podcast. Today we have Kevin Sheeran, father of me. He's a big uh, basketball fan. Dad, thank you for coming on. You're welcome. Good to be with you here in the kitchen. All right. <laughs> there we go. So what we decided to do is uh, you can just, you don't have to yell or anything. It, it picks up good noise. But um, we're going to do a draft of all-time basketball players so i won rock paper scissors so i'm going to go first and we'll just go back and forth and by the end we'll have our starting five and do a little debate on who would win so i'm going to start off and pick kareem abdul jabbar formerly known as lou alcinder the all-time nba leading scorer all right i'll go with bill russell bill russell 11-time champion, Boston yeah. Celtics, defensive stalwart, shot blocker, winner. Pop quiz. Who is Bills won the most? Who's lost the most? Championships. Yeah. Played at the same time. Yes, Will Chamberlain. Jerry West. Jerry West. The okay. logo. Okay. Same team. Lakers. Well, the rival. Yeah. Well, no, actually. Oh, the same Will team. Will Chamberlain and, and Jerry, Jerry West are on, on the, the same, same team. team. Okay. I'm going to go with the most competitive man of all time, Michael Jordan. All right. Six-time champion. Good pick. I'll take uh, Magic Johnson to run the point. I like it. I like it. 6'10", point guard. I'm going to go to match that. I'll go with the most talented player currently playing basketball, Kevin Durant. All right. I'll take LeBron. So at this point, I have Wilt. No, you have Bill. Bill, I mean Bill Russell. Magic. And Magic. LeBron. And I have Kareem, Jordan, Kevin Durant. So. I'm going to go with Hakeem, the dream, Elijah Wan, the best international player of all time. All right. So I'll take Larry Bird. Larry Bird, Bird and Magic. I like that. Dream Team Connection. Did you see, ever see the 30 for 30 on them? Yes, I did. That was great. Um, so we both have four. So, so far you have Bill Russell, Magic Johnson, Irving Magic Johnson, same person, LeBron James, and the legend Larry Bird. And I have Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Michael Jordan, Kevin Durant, Hakeem Olajuwon, and for my last pick, I'm going to go with uh, point guard for fun. I don't. I want to put him in my top five all time, but I think he's best point guard is a great three-point shooter, uh, Wardell Stephen Curry. Okay. And just for fun, I'm going to take Pete Maravich as my fifth, and I think with the three-point line, he, he would, would have scored... Seven. 55 to 57 points a game in college. Yeah, he's the all-time leading college scorer still, right? Yes, averaged 44 points a game, mostly because his dad let him do whatever he wanted. Press Maravich at LSU, which stands for Love Shack University, of course. Oh, okay, I hadn't heard that one. That's a good one. That's a good one. Press Maravich, okay. Would you say it's fair to say um, Pete invented Showtime basketball? Well... Yeah, I think that his dad 
Uh, he always talks about being a basketball android and being robotized into playing basketball. So Four hours a day in the winter, eight in the summer. Well, actually, we think it was, yeah, probably about that. During the school year, after school, but having your dad as a coach and going into the gym with your dad every day and also, um, you know, just practicing fundamentals, passing, dribbling, ball handling, shooting, uh, a lot of tricks, got bored, spent a lot of yeah. time on his own. I remember growing up, I think you bought me the DVD with uh, Pete, the instructional video. Yes. Yeah. And they're all on YouTube now. They're very right. good stuff. All right. So who do you think wins? You got, for me, we got Kareem, Jordan, Kevin Durant, Hakeem, and Steph. So for your five is Bill Russell, Magic Johnson, LeBron, Bird, and Pete. Who are you putting on Jordan? Um, LeBron. Yeah, I think that's a good physical matchup for Jordan. You know, maybe Jordan would be quicker, but LeBron would be able to uh, defend him pretty well. All right, there you go. And then you put Bill Russell on Kareem. Yes. Interesting. All right, so then Steph on Pete, Pete on Steph, and Hakeem and Bird. It's a tough matchup Yeah. for Akeem, you. Hakeem would be uh, able to work on Bird down in the box. All right, so you admit I had the better draft. That's nice. Um, so you grew up. Where? I grew up in the Bronx in the uh, Pelham Parkway section. Nice. Okay, so do you remember around when you picked up your first basketball? I think a lot of the uh, kids were inspired in 69. I was 12. Um, well, I had played before in the park, but with the Knicks winning the championship, everyone was out on the court, so a lot of the kids put down the softball stuff the bats and the softballs and started getting into the basketball because the Knicks captured the city with the city game. One of the great books I read was Pete Axelm's The City Game, talking about the history of basketball in the city, some of the high school players that did make it, some that didn't make it, and he interwove a lot of the Knicks season in there, talking about uh, teamwork, mm -hmm. and he was a good writer. He passed, I think, at an early age, but it was a very inspirational book. My Coach in eighth grade passed it around to the team, uh, the city game. What was uh, what was it like to be alive for those for the only two but back to back Knicks championships with Clyde and Earl the Pearl? Was he on that team? Well, actually, it was uh, there was a separation. It was sixty nine seventy season? They won their first, and then it was seventy two seventy three. They beat Jerry West and Wilt, as you mentioned. Who did they beat in their first? Uh, same, same it was matchup. the same matchup, Knicks uh, Lakers, and it was the Willis Reed game seven, hobble out, hit two jump shots, and really Clyde Frazier won the game. He had a high scoring game, but I think that whole uh, him hobbling out, Willis Reed hobbling down out of the locker room created this stir, and the Lakers were beaten seeing someone basically limping onto the court, the captain limping onto the court. For those who don't know, Willis Reed had a very serious knee injury and his uh, championship hip injury. And his championship uh, performance was a uh, pretty legendary, gutsy, gritty thing that propelled the Knicks to beat the Lakers. for the. That was the first one? That was the first 69-70 season, and I think 
if legend has it, the doctors shot him up with cortisone and he got out there and he hit two, you know, 15 foot jump shots and then the rest was history. There you go. So you mentioned eighth grade. What was the first age you could dunk a basketball? And was it on a 10 foot rim? Well, I don't think I ever really got it going, yeah. but. Um, Makes me feel a little better about my lack of dunking ability. <laughs> the. There was a park, PS89 Park, that had a rim that had a little give in it. And I think it might have been an inch or two low. And if you got the ball up to the front of the rim, the rim would bend down a little bit and you could get it in. So I can remember doing that. That was a lot of fun in the summer and in the park. All right. So what I really want to talk about is city basketball, something I haven't really experienced as a spoiled um, Long Island kid. What was that like? Was it... Was there a certain element of, like, toughness and uh, fighting at all, or was it more about the game? Well, my memory, the best part of, if you were a kid, I think the baby boom lasted from after the end of World War II, 47, 48, to 64. They say that's the end of the baby boomer generation, generation. which is now moving into retirement. Um, The best part of that era... And growing up around the Pelham Parkway houses, the uh, New York City housing complex, um, you could go to the park, PS89, and they have uh, they had two softball fields. They had one connected to the school, and then one connected to the public park. And there would be a softball game going on each of those at times with a bunch of kids. Um, and then in the basketball court, there would be kids playing basketball. There was a full court there, and you'd have to wait a bit, and sometimes it would be half court. But that's the best part of um, Baby Boomer and being near a public playground, uh, having that ability to just walk over to the park. Kids didn't really wear athletic gear back then. They just wore their jeans and their... Chucks. Their... Uh, Cons. Converse or Procades, pro yeah, that was the competition, and Not to cut the you T-shirt. Off, but um, Procades was the shoes in the Sandlot, um, proven to make you run faster and jump higher. In the original Sandlot, is that true? Was that their slogan? I forget which shoe company it was. Actually, I don't know. There was uh, pretty sure, but in the Sandlot, Benny the Jet Rodriguez put on some Procades and pickled uh, the beast. So continue. All right, I would I would buy that. That's good. Yeah. All right, so winter stays on, uh, obviously on the on the city course. How like what was maybe a memory of it getting like competitive and stuff like that? Like, what was the competition like back in the day? Well, yeah, it was choose up. There were some good players in the park. Some of them went on to play in. Uh, in college and you know the good thing about it is uh, you know there was a water fountain in the park and between games you go and grab some water in the park but you know you could really get going and you know the day was very complete Um, so I, I really enjoyed it that's great so you also went on to play in college at Cathedral what was that like for you well, it was a low-level Division three, and it was fun. Um, you know, oddly, a lot of it was um, 
you know, just getting to go to other schools, having practice, enjoying practice, having a diversion. There was the court downstairs that you could go really at any time of the day and shoot or play. There was a, they didn't have much cardio training equipment looking back on it. I don't even think they had any cardio training equipment. It was all, there were no bikes or treadmills or any of that. So that's an interesting take on conditioning. These days, there was a universal gym that's like an all-in-one weight machine gym. And there was a lot of more jump rope uh, back then. But overall, my experience was very good, and it made school so much more enjoyable. Like I said, you get to go to the other schools. And, um, you know, oddly, we had a van, and we had a lot of fun with the team trainers and the statisticians making up crazy... Uh, False. Well, no, they would say we beat someone by 10 and someone beat someone else by 10 and they only lost by five to such and such good team and they would figure out, you know, we're almost as good as some actually good college team rather than a small Division three team. You know, we played a lot of wacky uh, games at Webb Institute of Naval Technology, which probably had 100 students and they'd have crazy halftime shows with guys riding bicycles into the wall with crash really? helmets. Yes, so it was a big, and the coach was screaming all game who was supposed to get me my salami sandwich on the bench, and we had a lot of fun. Really? Yes. <laughs> so, it does sound like a lot of fun. So that was your coach? Just no, that was uh, Webb Institute coach. of Naval Technology, which really, I guess, educates uh, guys, that, uh, guys and women that Maybe. are going to um, you know, build ships. There was a, a game. I do recall they uh, had put a woman in the game in the men's basketball game and someone threw the ball and none of our guys were within like 20 feet of her <laughs> and the ref called a shooting foul just to get her on the scorebook. It was pretty fun. That is pretty fun. Did she make the ball? I don't recall the results, but I do remember someone passing her the ball way out like in the corner and there was yeah. no one anywhere near her and the ref called two shots in the act just for fun so that was pretty it was an enjoyable time you know you get the uh uniforms and the warm-ups and the new pair of sneakers or two new pair of sneakers and after the game we get like a mcdonald's yeah mcdonald's in the little van we drove around in and it was all good that's great some pretty funny stories there with the salami sandwich and the crash test dummies for the halftime show there. Yes. Yeah. So, interestingly, moving on to, like, uh, the NBA, watching, like, old Jordan, like, NBA hardwood classics and comparing it to today's game, everyone complains that there's no, like, hand-checking and hard contact. But if you go back and watch one of those games, I think they're less entertaining than watching today. Would you agree? Well, it really comes down to, you know, NBA is entertainment, you know, college basketball is about competition, and they're not so much geared to selling, but you can see in the NBA today there is a star system, they won't call fouls, um, you know, basically. Uh, so LeBron doesn't really get called for fouls as much as some scrub is what you're saying. Yeah, there is a star system. There's been times where, you know, Kobe Bryant just missed shots and the refs would call fouls. Uh, and you can get away with more on defense too, right? 
as a star? Yes, but it's they're not about the defense. They're about that when they drive to the basket or they shoot, they're going to get fouled more often. So it's a little bit rigged. But that's it. It's just, you know, you're trying to sell ratings, selling apparel, you know, going worldwide, the NBA going worldwide with the China years ago. Yeah. Barnstorming. Uh, you know, on NBA.com. You know, there was a time I went to uh, uh, Mexico on vacation and studied Spanish with people from around the world. And the mm-hmm. interest the NBA has worldwide with NBA.com and streaming games on... NBA TV and all that. Yeah, streaming games on your laptop. There's a lot of hardcore fans all over the world. So, you know, much like... Uh, Premier League and uh, European soccer is popular worldwide. NBA is getting a worldwide popularity. And it's also, you know, it's good that they had the foresight to realize, you know, we can have an extraordinarily profitable league um, by going worldwide. Would you still take uh, Zion Williamson number one uh, if he doesn't play another game in college? Well, there's some issues there that... You know, the only guy I can compare it to, I don't think it would happen, there was a guy, Jared Sullinger, on the Celtics, who had a half dozen good years, I'm guessing, but he was heavy, and then he just disappeared. So I don't know that would happen to this guy, the extraordinary uh, athleticism that he um, can do these incredible things, but at the same time, you know, there are people saying at 280, if he got a little heavier and he's only 6'7", you know, he yeah, but he hasn't struggled on defense yet. Well, you know, who is he really going to cover? You know, is he going to cover people on the wing like Jimmy Butler? Yes. Or is he going to cover Kevin Durant? You can't do both. You can't cover Jimmy Butler and Kevin Durant. Well, those are two of the best players in the NBA. Well, I mean, size differential. You know, you're going to cover yeah. a six I four. Think he, I think he can lock seven foot. I think he can lock wing players. Honestly, I mean. I don't know. I don't really have any doubts with him. And if I were the next, I'd take him one, even if he doesn't play another game, just because he is that um, once-in-a-generation once in type talent. Um, well, you got to parse out the athleticism. With the basketball skills? From skills, because he has the athleticism. But, you know, the shooting, it looks good when you're playing, you know, Wake Forest. Chemistry majors. Well, if you're playing Wake Forest, then you look like a great shooter, but are you going to be able to get off your shot in the NBA? Are you going to be able to pull up for the 15-footers? He has unique ability to drive and dunk, drive and take layups, use the backboard, elude people, but a lot of times he's eluding uh, people that weigh 80 pounds less than him, and he's just running them over. He's basically freight training them. Running them, in a way. Yeah, he's just running them over. I I think that's a fair take. Uh, John Morant and R.J. Barrett are the other two. I think they're both very talented guards. But uh, what do you think about the Knicks' future? It'll all be revealed in this free agent thing. You know, you know, would Kyrie and Durant come with uh, a top three pick? Doesn't mm-hmm. even have to be Zion. A top three pick. And then uh, see what happens with Kevin Knox, if he's going to get better. And, um, you know, I don't know about, you know, the future, obviously, if Kyrie came. um, Trier would be expendable, but I don't know that he's going to be, you know, anything more than a good 
player would he be a starter? Serviceable card. Yeah. So the Knicks have a little, you know, they have a little confusion there with Moutier and Trier. I think Moutier is better. And, uh, you know, who's going to be a frontline player, obviously? I think like I said before, Kyrie makes them all expendable. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, interestingly, you know, the most interesting player right now is Mitchell Robinson with the... I was just going to say that. ...hustle, defense, blocks, and uh, is learning how to run pick and roll, and he's dunking, so... Mitchell Robinson for the alley-oop. Yes, he's learning a lot about how to play basketball, and he has... He's the one guy I would lock down because his shot blocking ability and Embiid gave him a nice compliment. He's a he's among the league leaders in shot blocks as a rookie, and he's one guy I would put the franchise tag on even over Kevin Knox at this point. I think he's playing better than Knox this year. Knox has played uh, selfishly at times, but I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, Knox has some work work to do. Yeah, there you go. Well, uh, thank you very much for coming on. I appreciate it. You're welcome. All right, guys, if you could do me a huge favor and leave a five-star rating on iTunes, and if you hate the podcast, just don't rate it. That's fine, too. All right, guys, thank you very much for tuning in to another episode. We'll see you soon.